0: Dr. Sylvia Pfeiffer is the CEO of Coview, and I'm delighted to say she joins me as today's guest on the Unicorns podcast. Sylvia, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Okay, so can you tell us about your professional background and how you came to be the CEO and director at Co-View?
1: Um and I am a software engineer. Um person, a software engineer, and um, PhD in computer science by, uh, by professional background, um, and I worked at the CSIRO as we were inventing uh, CoView, so uh, I've got a long background in um, video technology. My PhD was done about video and audio uh, content analysis, which I okay. call artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at the CSIRO, that's why I came to Australia, actually. Um, Was it? In in 2012, uh, we were starting Mm. to work on this new technology called WebRTC, um, and uh, we applied it to healthcare, and that's how it all started.
0: So what is it that CoView actually does?
1: CoView is a telehealth platform, Uh, and when I say a telehealth platform, I mean a software that can be used by healthcare businesses to provide video consultations to their patients.
0: Okay, so... If you can't make it to the doctor's surgery for whatever reason, you can still have that appointment. It's just done via technology. Exactly,
1: exactly. It's done by an application on your phone or a web browser, um, and uh, uh, that web browser could be on your phone or on, on, on your computer. Uh, you basically just click on a link and you're connected to your healthcare provider.
0: And does it have to be video or is it like a phone call? Like do I have to see the healthcare professional or is it um, – is it done anonymously in the sense that I, I don't necessarily see their face?
1: Um, we, we work on video. So we actually focused on on providing a video call. And that's because, um, as you know, Im- an image says a thousand words. Says it it, much does. A thousand it words. does. And so video actually tells, tells even more, uh, maybe a million words. So um, if you want to be efficient with your healthcare provider, you don't pick up the phone, you pick up the video and do a video call with them. They get a lot more information out of seeing you than they get out of just hearing you.
0: Well, obviously it's been a very busy time for your business and other telehealth providers with uh, the COVID-19 crisis. There's been a big shift in Australia's healthcare system. In fact, that's happened globally. Can you give us a sense of what um, the pandemic has been like for CoView?
1: Um, obviously, um, people have really only gotten to know what telehealth is through the pandemic. Uh, lots of people heard about it for the first time when the government announced it in on, on March 13th. So um, the pandemic was a was a boon for us, um, so to speak, um, if you can say that about a pandemic. <laughs> I, understand, I
0: understand what you're saying. It's okay. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, you know, when when you are working towards transforming a healthcare industry with new technology, um, and and healthcare industry is traditionally difficult to change because. Particularly when it works, when you know you can just go go down the road to your GP and see your GP. Why mm. would you ever take a call from uh, via video? So there are good reasons for doing it, but people never really think about it uh, because they've gotten used to seeing the GP the GP in person, um, and the pandemic just kind of interrupted that standard behavior that everyone was programmed to do. Um, And by disrupting that behavior, it allowed people to discover new ways of seeing their clinician, which are actually useful, let's say, when you have a family and all all your kids uh, at home and one of them gets sick, you don't have to pack them all in the car and drive them down. That's right. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Exactly. It's great for families. It's also great when you've got mental health problems and you don't really want to be seen to be entering that you know, psychologist, as psychiatrist's office, uh, or you, you you actually feel really bad about leaving your house and, and afraid and anxious about it, it's great for elderly people who find it hard to find the way to to a, a, a medical office. So there's plenty of use cases. Um, even even when you're working in an office and uh, you're sick, you don't want to have to take half a day off just to sit in a doctor's office waiting for, for them to be available. Uh, and and then be in there and out of there within ten minutes, and you've had to take off half the day. It, it's much easier if you can take that from from the office. Maybe you go in the Red Cross room, you know, um, and and you you just just make a call from there. It's 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 hmm. much easier for, for many many circumstances.
0: And and obviously, Sylvia, the the world has changed a lot. Um, businesses have now moved out of the office. Um, to home environments, so people are now used to interacting via their laptop, via their smart device. So I, w- I would imagine in the early days of the pandemic, once people started getting comfortable with um, video chat, video calls, that, that your business exploded.
1: Absolutely. So um, the, the change actually came... When, uh, when Medicare uh, reimbursements or Medicare items were announced for telehealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that changed the behavior of the clinicians and of the healthcare businesses in the first instance, because what they could now do, rather than having to deal with potentially infectious people in their um, waiting rooms, they could just tell everyone, oh, why don't you do a, a, a video or a phone consultation with us? Um and that way, it was much, much easier to to actually tell people that this functionality was available and make that behavioral change that I was talking about yes.
0: before.
1: Uh, and, and so we exploded. We went from doing 400 consultations a day uh, before the pandemic to uh, at the height of it, 25,000 consultations a day. It was just incredible. Stop it.
0: No. Yeah. Really?
1: It was incredible growth, Yeah. <laughs>
0: And so, how is um, now that um, we're sort of at the hopefully fingers crossed the vaccines are coming out, where certainly in Australia we've, we've been through the worst of it, hopefully. Um, what, is, what does that mean for continued growth of, of CoView and its, and its technology across Australia?
1: So um, that's a very good question, uh, because, of course, uh, things have calmed down by now and we've got it pretty much under control here in Australia. Um, uh, And um, so a lot of people have gone back to in-person consultations. However, the use cases that I explained before, you know, families, uh, elderly people, um, busy executives, those are still use cases that exist in those people. Have found that there are better ways of seeing their clinicians than going in into the um, healthcare business, uh, into you know in, to see the GP, um, yes. and those people are continuing to use it. Um, and the government have realised that this is an opportunity to actually encourage that digital transformation that the healthcare industry um, uh, was bound to have. It's happening internationally. It's 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 happening here, um, uh, which which puts the uh, patient in the driver's seat so it it, it becomes more comfortable uh, to for the patient to to ask for a a, a more appropriate way of seeing their clinicians uh, okay. when you've got the option to 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 see your clinician in different ways when all of it is reimbursed so the government have recently announced uh, that they are making telehealth MPS items permanent uh, which is which is great so for us that means that um, we believe that in in the next year, a lot of these healthcare businesses that just have tipped their toes into technology, they're now seriously reconsidering how they're going to offer that uh, convenience to their patients. So how to make that part of their normal service offering. And and this is when we uh, come into play because that's what we do. It's our bread and butter to help uh, healthcare businesses transform, to include um, uh, video technology into what we call uh, hybrid care. Hybrid mm. care means that um, um, services are offered in person as well as online. So it's hybrid. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. What about um, if I if I want to see my local practitioner, uh, but I want to do it via CoView? Is there is there a virtual waiting room um, um, so I know that they're um, going to be seeing me shortly? How does it How does it actually work?
1: Yeah. So. Um, if your local GP has uh, uh, bought a license to curve you, uh, it's a subscription, an online subscription. Think of it like subscribing to, to Gmail or something like that. Yes. Um, uh, so if they've done that, they will put a button on their website, which is then an entry, like the virtual entry door to their clinic. Um, and for you to to uh, um, enter that virtual Uh, clinic you just need to click on that button fill in your details as you would when you're coming in you know you may be handing them the 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 medicare card or something like that you tell them your your name you do that when you enter the virtual door as well and then you just wait you're basically sitting there in a virtual waiting room (laughs) listening to music not
0: not not reading three-year-old magazines
1: no, because you can do whatever you want. You know, maybe yes. you want to finish off an, a, a, an email that you were writing, or whatever. You just wait until they're ready, and they will pick you up. So, um, it, if, from the clinician's point of view, it's a virtual waiting room, and they can see who's waiting, how long they've been waiting, uh, and so they, the, the clinician will pick up the person that uh, that uh, is ready to be seen. It's as simple as that.
0: And so, what and how do I pay? Uh,
1: for the patient. Um, so we've got, um, of course, two ways of payment, um, because when you go to a to a GP, you would either pay with a credit card or yes. you would pay by uh, your Medicare card. So sometimes mm. there's a gap payment that you have to pay um, with your credit card. And Curve, you have integrated with a company called Medipass. Uh, yes. And Medipass does all these payment um, services, so they offer uh, DVA, um, Medicare, you name it, all the reimbursement options that are available. Um, and uh, so that's that, that's getting done right then and there during the course of that consultation. Uh, at the end, um, maybe a uh, 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 the, the, the receptionist will will uh, pick up the call when the clinician is ready and do that transaction with you. Uh, but any everything is done. Um, within the course of that consultation. Um, and so you don't have to worry about it. The GP doesn't have to worry about it. It, it all goes, uh, gets transacted straight away.
0: Seamlessly online. Okay. Yes. What, what about in the event that, um, let's say I'm seeing my GP and he or she writes me a script for whatever it might be that I need to go to my local pharmacy? How do I access that script uh, via the platform? What happens there?
1: Yes. So um, we've also got an integration with uh, script writing. So you can actually, the GP can actually now write a e-prescription online and um, during the consult and that can be sent to you. So you can go to your local pharmacy and pick it up from there.
0: Right. So is that, that's either go straight to the pharmacy or it comes to me and I print it out or it's, Um, it's emailed?
1: I think e-prescription works in such a way that the, the prescription is sort of held in the cloud for you and you as a patient get like a token and you take that token to the, um, to the pharmacy okay. and the pa- pharmacy uses that token to ver- verify that this is your prescription and they have access to the script and then it gets uh, transacted.
0: Okay. So what, why do you think telehealth was, um, I think, slow to take off? Uh, before COVID. And that this is not just in Australia, I imagine it was um, a phenomenon globally as well. Uh,
1: so Australia was uh, uh, particularly slow with picking up telehealth. Um, other countries had actually done a lot more, uh, the US particularly, um, because they're a, a, a complicated healthcare system and lots yes. of people actually pay themselves when they get a, a, a healthcare um, service. So they they were offered the opportunity to do online consultations much earlier than we were here because Australia is mostly based around reimbursements and uh, around Medicare reimbursements. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Australia, we had great success in mental health because we had me- Medicare reimbursement items in mental health uh, for rural areas. Uh, and that worked for a couple of years. Um, what we didn't do very well is expand that into other areas. We were slowly doing this. So there were some early MBS items at the beginning of this year for um, the bushfire areas and then also for um, for very remote um, areas. So when you were a patient living in a really remote uh, area and you would want to see your GP who is like 200 kilometres away or something yes. like that, yep. you would get uh, reimbursements for that. But in cities, in urban areas, there was no reimbursements available. And that would obviously stop stop any uptake of it since, since, uh, you know, we're we're so used to getting reimbursements for our healthcare. Uh, If you ask a patient, do you prefer getting an online consultation or do you prefer going to your GP, the online consultation, you have to pay, let's say, $60, whereas the one at the GP, you pay $10. Well, everyone would go see their GP. Um, and that that obviously changed now through the pandemic.
0: So do you see um, telehealth and the, this revolution, and that, that's what it's been, as a permanent part of um, global healthcare?
1: Absolutely. This is the time where everything changed. Um, and it didn't just change in Australia, it changed in the US. Uh, they have had made announcements that Medicare items there uh, and um, um, Medicaid payments, et cetera, will, will be permanent for telehealth. And I've seen it uh, happen in other countries as well.
0: Now, I've just seen that you've raised some, um, some fresh capital, $6 million. Tell me um, about the latest investment round and, and who invested and uh, what that money is going to be used for.
1: Yeah, so we're very excited about this round. Um, it's it's really just exciting to see the people that have uh, become excited about telehealth and then invested in us. Uh, there's uh, Equity Venture Partners, um, who are a VC. Uh, they, they're the, they were the lead on the round, um, and they've got a great background in SaaS. They've been looking for a telehealth company to invest in that is a SaaS company, and uh, in the past, uh, hadn't really found someone where they could see a scalable business model. So, obviously, the pandemic uh, uh, brought us out, made us shine, and so they, they, they became interested, which was great. They, they will help us a lot with um, um, SAS metrics and, uh, you know, the, the kinds of uh, growth that you need to have in SaaS.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, when I say SaaS, I mean software as a service, which is basically using online uh, technology. Um, the other people that came on board are um, Medical Angels, Uh, which I'm also really excited about because that's a really great um, uh, show of confidence by the healthcare industry that uh, the clinicians themselves invest in our technology. Uh, So I'm really excited about that. Um, The third new investor that we have is um, uh, Giant Leap, and Giant Leap are an impact investment uh, group. So um, what – What I like about that is that they're going to help us um, with uh, impact growth and with impact um, metrics as well. So we can actually show the change we bring to the community uh, and it should be, you know, huge positive change uh, and they know how to do this. So I'm very happy to have them on board as well. Um, And last but not least, I should point out that um, Main Sequence Ventures, who invested in us um, very early on, in 2018, when we were yes. just spun out of the CSIRO, uh, they invested in us for the third time. So they they had given us money in between um, uh, at the first investment and uh, and and this uh, Series A round, uh, and and it's a great show of confidence uh, that that they've they've come back on board for the third time.
0: So obviously, your footprint within Australia is growing very quickly. What about uh, new markets for CoView? Where else do you have your eye on and what can we expect uh, in the coming years?
1: Mm. We are, um, we're using the money that we've raised to expand, um, to expand on um, our um, footprint internationally. So we are going to enter the U.S., Uh, We've got partners that we're talking with in the U.S. right now. And we've also done our HIPAA compliance, which was very important before we could enter the U.S. Uh, And so that's our next target. After that, we can also expand into other countries. Um, And the other part uh, of of the investment that we're going to be using it for is obviously to increase the quality of our platform, to uh, improve the number of features. We've got a lot of requests from our customers Uh, We like co-development with our customers, Hmm. and so we're we're really uh, uh, getting a lot of input from our customers as to the features that they need, and that's where we're going to focus the other part of the investment.
0: When people first um, have a look at CoView, do they somehow uh, compare it to either, say, Zoom or Skype?
1: (laughs) Yeah, very much. Um, um, you you have to go to the generic video conferencing platforms to understand what the difference is. So mm-hmm. um, um, lots of people, in, when the pandemic hit, were obviously as quickly as possible trying to adopt a new platform mm-hmm. uh, and and jumped on Skype or Zoom or um, FaceTime. Um, and um, uh, what they found, particularly the clinicians, is that once you've shared your details with a patient, you kind of exposing yourself to to, um, constant nagging by that patient. So uh, (laughs) there is is certain workflows in healthcare that you want. Um, uh, When you run a business, there's just certain ways of working that you have uh, that you need a custom platform for. Um, So we've built, you know, online appointment bookings. We've built the waiting area so you can take walk-in patients. Uh, We've built... um, um, clinical tools like the reimbursement, the payments, uh, the prescriptions. Uh, We've built um, a range of motion calculation so that a physio can actually look at uh, your body um, on a webcam and get the range of motion which they need to to judge whether you've made progress in your your recovery. And and all sorts of functionalities that are completely focused on healthcare. And you don't get any of those when you work with a standard video conferencing platform.
0: So, Sylvia, what advice would you give to other business leaders out there who might be listening um, about scaling and growing um, a startup business? That's
1: <laughs> a very good question to ask somebody who scaled their business through a pandemic. Obviously, I can't <laughs> advise um, to uh, to wait for a pandemic, um, but... Um, one thing I think that uh, that we've learned is you have to be ready for the time when your market changes towards you. We, as in, as uh, innovators, as, uh, as as startup founders, we all bank on the idea that uh, the market is changing, that there is a new way of working uh, and technology is usually at the core of a startup. So um, what happened to us was we were prepared for a, a lengthy you know, uptake um, uh, range. It would take many years. It would take a lot of uh, work. Um, and then suddenly all of that happened in one go. Um, and the biggest um, thing that we had to deal with was the scale. We had to scale not just our systems, um, but also the team. We needed to provide support to all these new clinicians that had never done telehealth before. So uh, we scaled the team from, from 7 to 30, we, uh, and we fixed That's a our... Lot. our yeah, it's very quick, very, yeah, it was very, very quick. Uh, and, and you just have to pre- be prepared for that scale. If you're prepared for the scale and, and the market turns your way, you, ca- you can, you know, you can scale and grow your business.
0: Well, Sylvia, we wish you all the very best in the in the years ahead. It's a very exciting company to certainly to follow and one with a very bright future. We wish you all the very best. Sylvia Pfeiffer from CoVue, the CEO. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you.